0: This is episode 84, and I have no idea what we're doing.
1: Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, now host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman.
2: I'm here, and so is Wade, and that was his first intro ever. That was pretty, uh, pretty solid. It wasn't that
0: shaky. I was, I was a lot more nervous than I sounded.
2: Yeah, 84 episodes in before we let you have the reins, and oh huh, no, maybe, I didn't have the reins. Just, <laughs> you don't know what we're I doing. I have no today idea yet. what we're doing. Is this just the best when you start down the path of something without a plan and just see where it takes you? I was talking to I've got the plan.
0: Sean, uh from the Rusty Shovel yesterday. And I asked okay. him if he was expanding to Saskatoon. I was like, are you going to open a store in Saskatoon? And then him and I like had some banter back and forth about us opening a store in Saskatoon. He was like, uh, absolutely not. I am much more calculated. I'll be planning that. And I was like, you'll be planning for so long that it'll be over. Somebody else will have your job there and you'll be done. Yep. And he was like, yeah, but I want to know that it's going to work. And <laughs> I just laughed. And was like,
2: How Shit. is he even an entrepreneur in the first place? I know.
0: He's like, he's not an entrepreneur. He's an accountant. Stuck owning a business (laughs) So Anyways there was There was some pretty uh, Witty banter Back and forth about
2: Do you think we should Open in Saskatoon Boom rented a building We're opening Yeah let's do this Here we go So Well we thought about it For a lot of years Before we actually Pulled the trigger It's just that At some point You need to shit Or get off the pot Yep And that's what we did And it sounds like He'd prefer to shit On the pot
0: Yeah No he No Where would he be On
2: the pot Or off the pot Oh he shits And stays in the pot It's weird
0: well, maybe I his just, bead's better than ours.
2: Well, maybe. I have to get off the pot. My legs go to sleep. I don't know. Anyway, um, you know what we got? It's not time for Simcoe News. Nope. Nope. New it's segment. It's time for the Worldly News. I still haven't come up with a name for it, so that's what we got for Worldly News. That was the wrong button. <laughs> that was,
0: that's right, though. That is but a good one. Yeah, <laughs> Subliminally, that's perfect. That was for Simcoe News. See you, Bryce. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks for coming in. There's
2: what we need. Okay. So from around the world, the headlines of news on this June twenty 7th. I think
0: it's the 7th today. 27th today.
2: June 27th. Around the world. Whoa. We're from Texas again. I think we had a headline from Texas last week. Happened in place.
0: And there's a lot of people there. That's for sure.
2: (laughs) Weird (laughs) shit going on there. I'll tell you that much. So from Texas, the customs agents on the Texas-Mexico border... Did an inspection on a guy coming through, 23-year-old man coming through from Mexico. They decided to search his truck. I don't know why, but what they found in the console of his F150 was an endangered spider monkey. <laughs> and so this guy
0: in the console of his in truck. In
2: the console of his truck. They'll where never he look. would keep your gum.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll never look here. He was keeping yeah. a
2: spider monkey. that's <laughs> yeah, no good. <laughs> I mean, they took it from him? Yeah. He's not supposed to have that? Yeah. At all, let alone try to bring it into the United States from Mexico. Was the air conditioning all in, in his vehicle? Engine. I don't. Must I be. doubt it. There's no vents in the in oh, the man. console of your whatever. You watched the Tiger King, right? I did. Uh, I did. I I don't know that I watched all of it, but did, I did you
0: watch yeah. some of the like the early episodes where they showed those Siberian tigers in like in Texas Heat or Louisiana Heat? It was like mm-hmm. in vans and stuff. Yeah, 110, and there's like a white tiger Supposed to be crawling around in the mountains and snow And it's like, yeah
2: Yeah, he's in there while his parents are in McDonald's Getting a Big Mac Yep Without the windows rolled down Awful So anyways, this guy gets his monkey taken away Rough day for him Have you ever had any uh, border trouble?
0: I personally haven't Okay But JJ did, we got in trouble Oh, well, let's hear So we went to Waterton on a hiking trip
2: and it's in Canada, so I'm curious as to where this is going.
0: The national park actually crosses over into the U.S. at one point. And so Turns
2: into Glacier National, I think, That's right? right. So we took the
0: dog, we had Max, and we went for a hike, and we're like hiking along, and then I see this line, there's the U.S.-Canada border, and it was like, no pets allowed. I was like, well, ah, we're probably not going to see anybody. Like, we won't get in trouble. Let's just finish this hike into the U.S., and then we'll turn around. We'll so you're back. allowed
2: to. You're allowed to, as a part of the hike, you're allowed to go over the border. Correct. It's like part of it. Yep. Okay. But just not dogs.
0: If you have your passport. Okay. And you're not allowed to have dogs in national parks. Okay. In in the US. At all? Nope. Not at all. You can't
2: ever have a dog in a national park. Can't take your pets in the national park. That's what they say. How fascist bullshit is that?
0: I don't know. It seems to make some sense, right? Because it's like bear attacks and elk attacks are a little bit higher when dogs are present. Right? So anyways, we're walking and, and it was clearly marked. There were absolutely signs that you were not supposed to proceed with your dog and you're not supposed to proceed without your passport. But I was like, come on, like, how bad can this be? We did not get a ticket, we did not get a fine, but we were promptly escorted out. So what happens when we finish the hike? We end up in this like area, picnic area. There's a bunch of tables and uh and there were some US border guards there. And they were like, Why, where are your passports? We don't have any passports. Why are you in here with a dog? Well, we were just out on a hike and we thought we'd come here and have lunch and then turn around and walk back. And they were like, you can't just cross into the border without a passport or with a dog. You're not allowed to have your dog. Did you not see the signs? It was like, yeah, I saw the signs, but I just like, I didn't know that you really meant that. We meant that. <laughs> so they put us on a, like a boat and they ferried us from the edge of the US Gl- Glacier National Park back to Waterton. So we had to pay got the, deported. We got deported. We had to pay the $20 fee to take the ferry back, but we didn't get put in jail and they didn't take our dog. So
2: Definitely. how does how is that JJ story? And you aren't involved? like, I said, have you ever had any border issues? You said, not me, but JJ has, but he, yeah. you were there with her.
0: Yeah, I was. I didn't feel like I was the one who got <laughs> deported because I wasn't the one who was fighting with the border guards. Like when we showed up, they were like, oh, she went full ginger on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she was trying to, she was fighting and I was like, don't dude, like, just shut up, get on the boat. We'll get out of here. Yeah. I don't need to be. I don't need this on our file, right? So, yeah. I was I was going to promptly leave and not get into trouble. But.
2: I got my dad on the file when I was younger. <laughs> uh, we used to do camping trips down into the North Dakota every year. Quite a few times, we had a camping spot down there outside of Minot that we really liked, or my parents really really liked. And uh, fireworks legal in the states, not legal in Canada. Really? Can't do those. Yeah, but. Uh, at least back then. Now you can get up at gas stations everywhere, but you weren't allowed to back then. And so my friends knew that I went down to camping there all the time. And we'd always go down on July 4th and camp from, you know, Canada Day. Half that park was full of Canadians. So it was like a big July 1st, Canada Day. And then July 4th, Independence Day, that whole week there, parks like three quarters Canadians and there's big celebrations. There's a bar there and it's a good time. Well, I mean, for adults, I assume I was 13 years old at the yeah. time, whatever.
0: Wasn't sneaking booze yet.
2: Wasn't sneaking booze yet. But my friends thought like, you should bring back some fireworks. And I was like, yeah, buddy, let's go. And so they paid me, they gave me some money and I went down and I bought some fireworks and I promptly hid those in my pillow in the camper and I was like, those are coming back with me. And turns out that's probably the first place the border guards look with kids. Kids it's pillows. Like in their pillowcase, in their bed. That's Ooh. where dumb kids put shit. <laughs> So we're, I've never been so nervous in my life. We're going, we're crossing the border and I don't know why, but they decided to inspect my dad's, probably cause they could sh- see me sweating bullets in the back yeah. seat <laughs> going through the border security. And the, I'm in the back seat, just like, just clamming up and like, oh. and can we take a look in your camper? And my dad's like, yep, yeah, sure. He's got nothing to hide. Yeah. He has, a, he's like not smuggling fireworks. I'm <laughs> like losing it here at this point. All of a sudden they come back. My dad's like, get out of the truck. Oh boy. Mm, nope. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I wasn't in the camera when they found them, but apparently it was like a straight in there kind of look around, pat pillow, hear the like crinkly paper that the firecrackers are in. Yeah. <laughs> look in there, fireworks, boom. Inside, interrogation. Dad's on the smugglers list for seven years.
0: You not happy. For real?
2: Yeah.
0: Every time he comes through the border. Yep. It's hassled, like
2: hassled for a while. And like we did we live close to the border. We were living in Astronaut. We were less than an hour from <laughs> like we we're 20 minutes from the border, right? Made trips down there all the time. Oh, man. He wasn't too happy. He's like, you, you, they could have confiscated (laughs) our truck and can They could have, they could have just, they could have just took our camper and truck. No questions asked. Anyways, I don't remember what kind of heat I took for that. I don't remember like what the grounding was, but yeah, I haven't done it since. The beating was so bad.
0: I I don't don't, remember it all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) they don't remember the the grounding. I don't remember anything after the clunk. Yeah. Um... So next up, man in Wisconsin receives a postcard in the mail. And he's like, oh, this is nice. It's from my parents. It's from Mount Rushmore. They've sent me a postcard from Mount Rushmore. Starts reading it. He's like, this is kind of weird. It's like tattered and worn. Looks at the date, 2004. Whoa. Postcard was out in the United States Postal Service for 16 years before it landed on his doorstep. And nobody knows where it was in between.
0: I feel like we have some deliveries we shipped into the US this year that might be just
2: like that. That's why I included this one. I was like, this is very topical right now. There's stuff that just like, we have when's two, my stuff going to be here? Who knows?
0: We have two orders that are just lost, right? One order? I don't know. I feel like we have two orders. Shipping right anything that we, right now is tricky. Yeah, we shipped them down to the States and people are like, do you have any update on this? And it's like, "Uh, it's just all we got for an update is it says it's in this warehouse. Yeah. That's what UPS gives us. and so
2: That's what you get. That's crappy. Yeah. So, yeah. 16 he finds years. His, he finds so what's in the letter? Do we know? Uh, I didn't get into too much, too many specifics. He just started reading it. and was like, this sounds weird. Cause his initial thought was his parents were just there recently. He thought this postcard oh, so, was so Cause they go over a year apparently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then he looks and he looks a little closer and it's dated 2004. Anyway. Little time capsule. Little time capsule. The fifth one. <laughs> this one's really good. And this <laughs> I don't know if Bruce, is there any Australians in this chat here right now? I don't know. On Instagram Only, here. Only yeah, um, four. Two guys show up at a guy's house with machetes and a broom. Okay. They burst into the door. They grab this man who I think was sleeping, but maybe not. doesn't matter. Wasn't expecting two guys with a machete to burst into his house regardless. They tie him up down to his underwear, tie him up, and tickle the shit out of him with a broom. They were hired by a guy with a sexual fantasy to do exactly what they did. Got the wrong address. (laughs) Oh my god Wrong address Burst into some guy's home they don't know That's not expecting machetes and a broom (laughs) Tie this poor son of a bitch up Tickle him with a broom He's like losing it They think it's part of the gig This guy's fantasy to be like no, I want to be tied up No don't tie me up And they're like yeah yeah but here you go They give it to this guy (laughs) I don't know how it ends I don't want to know how it ends Cops get called, whatever. These guys get arrested. Then they find out this is all charges dropped. All a big misunderstanding due to hired them Somehow they got the wrong wrong address. Oh, and they tied up and tickled a man that wasn't expecting it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wrong address. We talked about this earlier this yeah, week. We One did. of our biggest fears.
2: We did. We talked about this because we, through our managed install service, sometimes you, you're hiring contractors to go tear out somebody's deck. And uh we always go like can you imagine if you gave somebody the wrong address and they showed up and ripped somebody's deck off their house. Oh, and you get that some of those neighborhoods that are expected?
0: like Green Apple, Green Brook, Green Way, Green Bank and yeah, it's Green like
2: Green Apple Drive meets Green Apple Road. Yeah, it's, it's like DR versus RD. Oh, it's like boom, boy. deck's gone. Come home and your, your deck's been stolen.
0: Yep, that would be a that'd be a bad one. Anyways, pleasant surprise. To date we haven't ripped The deck off the wrong house, but we have delivered some materials to the wrong address.
2: Yeah, not nearly as damaging to do that. You can fix that a lot easier. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, today's topic is, we're going to, this is a contractor focused episode if I've ever seen one. We're going to give you 30 tips, 30 things to do to really lay impressions on your customers. 30 things you can do that'll impress the boots off your customers.
0: Do they require money? Go above and beyond.
2: Uh, Some will, some won't. Some do, some don't.
0: No, even the ones that do wouldn't require a lot of money. There's some <laughs> things that I've seen they are just like a top five, like five things you can do that don't cost any money to like improve people's yeah, well, opinion of you, right? And probably so the some of first, these are
2: gonna, yeah, we can get five out of here that for sure that don't, you don't have to do all these. Yeah. But as I ran through and made this list, I'm sitting there thinking like, yep, we should do these things. Yep. <laughs> I, like, I don't
0: think that you and I ever struggle with knowing what
2: we should do. The ideas aren't the problem. Nope. It's the execution. Execution is hard. And so I've, I, you know, I put this list together in five Mm -hmm. minutes, and come up with thirty things that you can do to really kind of impress your customers. And as I'm doing it, I was like, yeah, I know we should be doing this too. We should, we should be doing that one too. Yep. And so, so anyways. We're not claiming to be perfect here. We're not doing these things ourselves. We're just stating the obvious. And here we go. Things, we're like we're we're a <laughs> dealer, right? We don't have the opportunity to do a lot of these things. We're not going to people's homes and whatever else. So, like something. This is this is a contractor focus list. Thirty things. Let's go. Yep. Number and sorry, I've ordered these also in kind of like the time sequence as to like oh yeah start of the job start of the job to the, to end, the end of the job. job. I okay. reordered them that way so they that's work. a good order. So. Here we go. And if anybody in the Instagram live that's on here has anything they want to throw in, certainly do so. This list could probably be 100 long if we actually Easy. put a few binds together, but this yep. is the first 30 that came to my mind. So number one is to have a good website and social media presence. And that's the first one because that's the first thing many people are going to see about you before you ever talk to them, before they ever call you even.
0: It was funny when we first started the story, I had people asking us what our website looked like. And at the time, we it wasn't like we didn't have a lot of effort was a lot of effort put into it, but it wasn't elaborate, right? It was just like you could basically find us and who we were and some pictures. Yeah. And then it started to build and but uh the one guy, I remember this, he was from a marketing group that I talked to is a friend of mine and he said, if I look up a company and they don't have a website, I don't shop with them. That's just it. Like if you if I can't find you on the internet, yeah it's over You don't exist. You don't exist. Whether you are the best or not the best I need to know that you're at least accountable on the internet, that I can find you. Yeah. So,
2: okay. Yeah, it's a big first step to earning the phone call in the first place. Yeah. And nowadays, maybe a website is becoming less and less important, the website itself. I'm not saying you shouldn't be on the internet, but social media is also taking over a little bit. Maybe you don't necessarily need the website, but you better have a Facebook page or an Instagram page or somewhere that people can find you. But I do still think the website is still a necessity as well. It should be all of these things, not any one of them.
0: Yeah, you can get some good, like, website leads up, like, just inquiry leads, right? People filling out questionnaires, even just a simple, hey, you want for
2: me? Just showing up, because people are going to Google it regardless. When they want to find a deck builder in Denver, they're going to search for a deck builder in Denver. Yep. And so your Facebook page may show up, your Instagram page may show up, but your website would also probably show up. And a business listing, if you've got, you know, yep. So it's important to have those things have a website. there and ready for people. To, and plus a social presence has the ability to break down some barriers before you ever meet a person. If they have a chance to kind of watch how you work, who you are, learn a little bit about you, you've kind of built some rapport before you've ever even met them. Yep, And that can happen on your Instagram page or whatever. They've so. been creeping you for a while. Right. Uh, cause we've had like in my past under fresh decks, I would have people that hired me f- basically from Instagram. It was like, they already knew they wanted to work with me yep. and it was big, be- whether, I don't know why, but it was just like, they saw how I built things or who we were or whatever it was. It was just like, I want to work with you. And yep. it's like, I haven't even, they haven't even got any of the quotes. They just, they've been watching for a you year. You don't even know me. Well, I feel like I know yep. you. But they can learn more about you following along over a year than they could in the 45 minutes at their house anyway. Yep. So certainly get that out of the way. Number two is once you get that phone call and you've booked that on-site estimate, be on time because you're, you, you're like other people are relying on you. They got stuff to do. They expect you to be there on time. It's a pretty common, um, what am I trying to say? A pretty like contractors have a bad rap for not being on time. People yep. are like, they book a contractor come it's like, yeah, he's probably not going to show up in time. So if you don't, you just, you're just, you've done nothing to set yourself apart. You're just another crappy contractor. Yep. Who doesn't respect that person's time? So if you say you're going to be there at 7, be there at 7. And if you're going to be late, just give them a phone call and let them know you're going to be a little bit late. Probably not a big deal. But they're already expecting you to kind of screw this up. So if you validate that for them, it's like, yeah, well, next. Yep. The guy that shows up on time, got a leg up on you already. Number three, take your shoes off. So I always did this, and I don't know that – like I. and the only reason I say this, I don't know how many guys do and don't, but I know that I've had contractors come to my house and not take their shoes off. Yep. It's like the electrician needs to come in. He's like, boom, 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 straight down to the basement. Like, that's, like, I don't really get that worked up about it, but I think it would go a long way if you did because some people probably wouldn't want you tracking your shoes through their house like that. Yep. So I always, when I was back when I was doing contract work, the first thing I did was I walked in the door, I took my shoes off and many, many people would say, oh, don't worry about taking your shoes off. Just come back through yeah, here. Yeah. But at that, that point, no, no, no. then
0: you're good. They've told you to not. Yeah, but then you could. Start the I gesture. still do, though. I always took it's mine like, off, too. I always
2: took one off, carried them to the back door, put them back on. Yep. Because, yeah, they say, don't worry about it, but maybe I just stepped in dog shit 14 minutes earlier. Because mm-hmm. I was right.
0: in somebody else's backyard.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, yeah, don't worry about it until it's smudged, smudged, smudged. Yeah. Oh, shit yeah, maybe everywhere. worry about it now. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a sign of respect. Number four, pet the dog. These are, these first few were kind of like things that I was conscious of when I used to visit homes. If there was a dog that I was petting that dog, this wasn't for the customers, this is for me. I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean by this is, and the number five is engage with the kids. And so the point of this one here is to start integrating with their family and yeah, build some rapport engaging with the, the family. Yeah. Because if you have somebody who you feel like fits in with your family and your life, you're much more likely to hire that person.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna like they're not in your space. They're now like kind of part of your space. Right. Hey, Shane's here again. Hey, Billy. Yeah. Billy, Shane's here. Go look your buddy. He's out there building the deck exactly. again.
2: And if the kid gets all pumped up and the dog's happy to see you, it's like, oh, he, uh, we immediately the guard comes down. It's like we feel welcome with him yeah. being in my house. Yeah. As opposed to somebody walking in and be like, get your dog off me. I don't want <sighs> to touch the dog. Your kids are annoying. Like you don't. Yep. If you're if you're <laughs> if you're being too abrasive. Yeah, They're not going to want you around longer. It's like, yeah, please uh, see yourself to the door and don't come back. Yep, exactly. Number six, dress to impress. And so this is a pretty easy one for people to miss because you're typically, a lot of guys are out there working and building all day and they do their visits in the evening and it's like they're not going home to change and shower first. So they may be showing up. Dirty. Covered in crap. Maybe they were pouring concrete piles a day and they're covered in it. Or they were walking around a muddy backyard building a deck all day and they're covered in it. And so some people are going to be understanding that. Uh, no worries. you. I get it. Like You build decks. Other people, if you took the time to go home, have a quick change, and clean yourself up a little bit, may respect that quite a bit. You show up in a collared shirt, I wonder prepared if to have a conversation. One of the things the you deck.
0: could do is just throw a golf shirt in the backseat of your truck.
2: Certainly you could. It doesn't... Yeah, you don't need to go home and get ready for the ball. You just... Just a golf shirt. Clean yourself up real quick. Any old, any old collared shirt
0: yep. that's clean, that should go... Yep. Like if your jeans are dirty, they probably won't care if your shorts are dirty. It's
2: probably not too bad. Yep.
0: Culture. Oh, Make an effort.
2: Um, number seven. I just put truck wrap in general because I think just just there's such a stigma around chucking a truck guys that are rolling up off Kijiji and nothing but uh-huh. a half done and a skill saw. Uh-huh. And they're a deck builder now. Yep. Fly by night, here today, gone tomorrow. Mm, don't do any of the rest of the things on this list. Those are the guys who are ripping around in old rusty trucks that have like yeah. no signage or nothing. But if you roll up and you look like a guy like who's a good one here, like even Simco Dex that has his truck with a big logo on the side, or um, any any number of companies that brand their vehicles, you Mike just look out. more professional. Cascade Mike from Decked Out, lots of examples. Uh, Aztec Dex, I He's just got a great wrap on his van. I
0: think that one of the very first things, like one of the very first takeaways from that is it looks like you invested in your business.
2: Right. And so then- You're going to be around for a bit.
0: You've invested in it. So then I'm okay with investing in you because you yeah. took yourself seriously. Yep.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Number eight is to keep that truck clean. And speaking of ones that we don't, you get on my case about this all the time because I don't do a good job of keeping my truck clean. It's like- Do you want to trade? Is always clean. Do you want to trade trucks? Dirty. I'll
0: take yours home for the weekend. I'll clean it tomorrow. <laughs>
2: That'd be crazy to turn that down. Yeah, <laughs> but I just like I just I don't stop at the car wash very often. It's like unless it's really bad, and it's like I happen to be there and I'm getting gas anyway, and it's like takes a lot it's of a things time, to align so for me to. Do it's it. a
0: timing thing, I think, for you probably, right? Because you're like you're busy. you get like you're usually late getting out of the store. So you're trying to get home to see the kids. And then by the time you finish that up, it's nine o'clock at night. And it's like, I'm unlikely to make a special trip to go wash my vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like nine o'clock at night. Do I now go out of the house to wash my truck? It's like, "Mm,
2: yeah, really? Yeah. Like if my wife and kids are at the farm and I'm at home doing, well, that doesn't happen either because I just stay here when they're in the farm. But if I didn't have the kids or family home, whatever, I'd have no problem ripping over and doing a car wash. Yeah. It'd be like something for me to do. Well, when there's when there's kids at home and stuff, it certainly does like, look better to have them cleaned up. But yeah, you're going to you spend the money in the wrap, keep it clean, keep it shiny, just looks a little bit more professional again. Yeah. Number 9 is to carry around a portfolio. So this doesn't necessarily need mean need to mean a paper portfolio, but I think that could still go a long way in today's world. You can show pictures on your phone, sure. But what would present itself even more professionally is to have a portfolio that you open up with some examples of some jobs you've done, some tut- uh, tutorials, some, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to say? Some testimonials yep. from people, just some, some papers to kind of show people like, here's how we do our whatever. Here's what a deck looks like, framed from us. It's all the joicer tape. This is built properly. These are the piles we use. Just like some visuals to go here's along with the sales aid. Whatever.
0: And then even, even some sale aids that are like, here's some skirting options, here's some privacy wall options, here's some yep. uh, stair detail options. Yeah. Things like that are good, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the reasons I like a portfolio so much is it's easier to lay a binder down and have people look at, like to have multiple people, husband and wife, or, or, like partners look yeah, yeah. at the picture. If yeah. you have a phone that's like four inches wide by eight inches tall, four by seven, it's like, well, that, that doesn't work. Well, it's hard to it's hard keep hard your to
2: phone as organized too. Like I, I do this in the store all the time, trying to find a picture for somebody because they want to see what a cedar privacy wall looks like. It's like, Oh, I've got one of those back in my phone somewhere. And then you stand there for four minutes swiping like madman. Trying so to I find have a
0: file stuff. in my photos. That's called Dax, And I like, every once in a while, I'll drag pictures into there. And
2: it's like, I got skirting and lights. and. So I was doing We should almost do this on a Google Drive so that we can share these to everybody. We should. I was doing it on Instagram a bit too. I was saving. You can save into collections, right? I was creating yeah. collections like skirting collection, privacy well collection, and saving things into there so you could do a quick hitter. Yeah. The, 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 the trouble is like staying on top of it and being proactive and actually putting the f- pictures into the portfolios and doing all the work. Yeah. But once you do then sure, if you have your phone properly laid out or an iPad, right? It could be an iPad an or iPad a tablet or something. Size. So that could also work. Sure. But just some sort of like showing your, because it's hard when people are looking at a piece of paper with a bunch of line items on it to tell who does good work and who doesn't. Yep. Why is this one more? Why is this one less? But some visual aids can go a long way. Number 10 is to leave an info sheet on your business. And so I like this idea quite a bit. Danby signed in. Yo. Have you been Dan, there? Danny's like, uh, yeah. Have you? Mm, twice. Yeah, I think it's only two, maybe three times for me, too. It's the best ice cream in Regina. We should probably go there again tonight, Dandy's. Yep. Um, they just had an issue with, did you hear about this? Yes. The, somebody's the, MasterCard <laughs> fell We MasterCard in the MasterCard the, of the deck that we had supplied decking, and uh, I think it was Everflow that had built yep. the deck, local contractor. And we got a phone call one day, like, how hard is it to remove one of these boards? Because the <laughs> customer's card fell through the boards. Anyway, they got it figured out. Steel Number.
0: framing. It was harder than you think because it was all steel framing. Yeah. So exactly. we had to drill the plugs out and back the screw. Yeah, yep. so uh,
2: I guess we're not ready to move on. Le- leaving an info sheet. So so what I mean by this is you you have your your 30 minutes, your forty-five minutes to pitch yourself while you're sitting there and you're trying to teach and educate and measure and do all these things at once. But what's I like as an idea is leaving an info sheet behind that tells a bit more about you. So when people have now, they're not standing face to face, they can go back and do the research and they can start with a sheet to be like, Oh, they've been in business since 2007. It's a family business. And, um, you know, they started here and they moved to here and they did this and the, p-. just like a little bit more about you. And then it's like, Oh, they've got their, whatever their insurance coverage is. They offer a warranty, like all these little things about your business and what you do differently, how you set yourself apart in a little one pager or two pager that you can leave behind that they can, kind of hang on to because the next guy's probably not doing yeah. that. You'd be like, this is my insurance
0: policy. Here's my coverage. Here's my WCB number.
2: Yep. Well, you're skipping ahead. Number 11. I didn't even know the list. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't know what's happening. Apparently today. it's a
2: super logical progression. Number 11, carry your proof of insurance and in your WCB. Yeah. Okay. Workers or whatever you call
0: it in your market. Yeah. It's a worker's compensation board. So, yeah. so if you get injured on the site, you know that, that you're the homeowners know that you're covered and you're not going to, Sue them for their house because you lost your hand
2: at their job site. Yeah. And so they may want to see that. They may not. But it would be pretty impressive if somebody had it ready to show you. It's like... I was never... Do you have insurance? Sure. Here's my certificate.
0: So my whole life of working in construction, I was never, not one time, asked if I could provide proof of um, insurance, WCB, or uh, journeyman carpentry papers. Right.
2: Ever. And so... I believe that I may have been asked not for carpentry but for like but just asked. Nobody asked to like prove it. There's like, do you have insurance? Yes,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I did WCB on some commercial sites. I had to produce a letter of good standing, yeah before I could get paid out for you know some commercial projects, but on in residential. nobody ever ever ever, ever, ever asked ever. Interesting. Yeah. So if you were to be able to proactively just, show yeah, if them. you just put that out there and we're like, here's my piece of paper, these are my insurance, this is my WCB number, blah blah.
2: And maybe that's part of your info sheet that okay. we just talked about. Maybe it, that's yeah. the back page. It's like here's my insurance number, my WCB number, whatever if you are Red GFT Seal, number, here's my whatever. Yep. If you do require a certificate in your area to be a contractor, yep. some state city licenses require sure. a license. Sure. Um, my license number. Or oh, we don't, but like it could just be a page of confidence. Yeah. Number twelve, be timely with estimates, and this is Rich coming from us because I know that we're quite behind on ours right now. And um, we don't we don't ballpark anything. We do full takeoffs for people when they want it done. So the it's great because yeah, for better they, or worse, right? Yeah, if they want to buy it, it's as easy as click a button because you've already done all the work. But um, boy, when it starts to get hairy in here, it gets backed up pretty quickly. So, yep. but I think more more important than anything here is to be upfront with how long it's going to take and then stick to it. It doesn't really matter if it's 24 hours or one week or yeah. two weeks, even just if you tell them it's going to be 10 days, be 10, be days. 10 days or less. Yeah. Because if you say 10 days and then you're three weeks, you've like, you've probably, I don't know. There's no stats on this. I don't assume, but I bet you have dropped your chances <laughs> of getting that job significantly. By not You could just
0: make some up Like a couple Can't pods. hold
2: to that schedule Can't hold to any schedule A couple pods ago You are just making up stats
0: like crazy Seems like yeah, a funny time To slow too. it down now
2: Yeah Well I wasn't prepared no um, But yeah It's always better to, to Under promise and over deliver Than the opposite right You want to say I'll get this into you In two days And then like Nine days. days later They're chasing you down and You're like Where's the estimate Yep You right? said you've already, you've already kind of Put yourself into a A crappy relationship position now Yep So Number 13, and this one's debatable, and there's going to be some people that will argue against this. But what I had put here was providing an estimate that has line items or at least some clarity around it. So I don't know that you necessarily, as a contractor, I don't know that I even agree that you should be doing full breakdown line items. But I think you probably should categorize it so that people can understand the numbers a little bit easier. Because I know some guys are like, nope, it's 40 grand at the bottom. But then that leaves a whole bunch of open-ended questions about what's included in the 40 grand.
0: Yeah, because then, so you get to the end of the job and you're like, well, it turns out that this was an extra. And the customer's like, how how the F is that an extra? I didn't even know what was the original. Yeah,
2: and so I'm guessing a lot of those guys maybe will come back and say, we're providing a scope of work, et cetera, whatever. But I think customers appreciate more clarity into their estimate to understand what's, what's involved. And so- it's a catch 22 for sure because some customers would want to see that so that they can grind you on something. If you get too detailed, then they, then they pick, right. It's like, I noticed you did only took four hours to build that bench top bar table thing. Then you charge me for seven. So I guess I'm getting a discount there. The odd person is going to try to pull that crap. So I don't really need to with that level. When I was doing my estimates under fresh decks, I just split things out in categories. So it was like framing is this much materials and this much install decking is this much materials as such install it was just like by by like yeah. category like steps of the job essentially right yeah so it was never going to specify that i was taking this many hours to do the framing or i was using this many two by eights through the framing it was just right. kind of lumped in so that they could kind of see and i think they a lot of people commented that they appreciated that i did break it down on some levels so they could see what was kind of what was what where the money was and it just it 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 comes across as being more honest
0: i always did mine when i was doing trim work was always broken down line item by line item your door costs you this much this much glue this much like lineal footage of casing
2: yeah these
0: like this many pickets i yep yeah she was item by item and i absolutely got shopped on that people would be like oh i went to the store and i could get i could buy this exact same product for five percent less than you're selling it to me And then it was like, okay, well, give her then. Go go ahead and make sure it's here on the day I'm ready. Because I'm a contractor. I don't know what day that is exactly, but I'll know when I'm ready and then it needs to be here. And so anyways, you go through the process of explaining and people often did, you know, they they stopped grinding after a while. But mine was like item by item because it was
2: how I wanted to do my takeoff. So then I just shared that with them. Yep. Uh, there's a comment in the Instagram here from new England deck pros. that says, I have got a lot of good feedback on timely estimates. I definitely think it has helped to get jobs this year. And well, especially this year, right? Because so many people are backed up that first guy to get them to talk to somebody (laughs) might have the best chance of getting the job. Right. Yes. I know I literally just got a through, uh, the, I think it was Instagram or Facebook message from somebody the other day. It said, I'm trying to help my parents out here. They've been waiting for two and a half weeks for an estimate from another business, a competing business, and they're not getting it. Can you guys give us a quote faster? And I said, nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could try. Yeah, but I, I just said you're ten deep.
2: They asked if we could get the product to them faster so that they get started, whatever. And I said, well, it depends on what what it is. If it's a stock product, no problem. I can do a quote fairly quickly for you and get that turned around. If it needs to be ordered, whatever. But let me know what you need, kind of thing, right? right? And so there's an example of somebody didn't get back in time, and they they're just gone. It's like on to the next to find out some find something that can help them. So, um, number fourteen is having line items for optional upgrades. So I like this one quite a bit too because a lot of times people want to know what the extras are going to cost. They want to see the budget, kind of what they think they can afford, but they want to know how much more it is to go to something else, to tape their joists, to go from pickets to glass, to do the cable rail. Add lights. To do that kind of thing. Add lights, right? That was a good one. And so a good way to do that, I think it might take a little bit more effort is to do your estimates and then at the bottom have your optional upsells, your optional upgrades saying like add a light package for $600. Add some G-tape for $500. Add yep. Whatever. And then that it's just easily digestible. And then you don't have to spend the time going back to re-quote it when they say at the end, you're like, well, I think we're going to do that now. It's like, you've kind of done the math. It's all there. They can check the boxes essentially and be like, yep, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. So I like that quite a bit. That's something we got to do. It's an
0: time. easy upsell. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, like it starts the conversation, then they noodle on it and then boom, it's done.
2: Yep. So now we're halfway through this list and we're at the point where they're, uh, they're ready to go. And I think one of the most important and professional steps is to have a contract in front of them ready to sign because this removes a lot of the questions and the ambiguity around certain things and who's responsible for what and can clarify the scope of work and everything else. Yep. And you can put your warranty terms in there. It's just like, it's just a cover your ass kind of document and helps the customer know what they're getting to and what they're expected to do or what they're um, within their rights to claim or look, you know, it just mm-hmm. kind of lays the groundwork for the relationship, especially, I think this is a no brainer on large jobs. You know yep. what I mean? Like I always kind of let the smaller well, jobs go. It was like, I don't know, I need a contract to go build a 10 by 10 square deck, but it's probably a good idea. Yeah. But, but it never, it's
0: like, it's over before the contract, before the ink dries. Right. You know yep. what I mean? But yep. if you're doing a hundred thousand dollar deck, you can also put your payment, like your progress payment terms into that contract.
2: Correct. Yeah. Which yep.
0: needs to be in there.
2: Yeah. And it just, it just like, it's a lot less fly by nightish rather than the guy just be like, okay, so, so a hundred grand. Yep. hundred grand. You just Give me that and then I'll build you a deck. Yeah. And then I'll just show up and I'll just build your deck. Yeah.
0: What's the payment process? Well, I'll come come see you when I need some money.
2: Yeah. It just Uh, helps people feel a little bit more comfortable with with exchanging the money on a larger project for sure. Yep. It's not even an option for a large project. You You need a contract. You need a contract. Number 16 is keep communication consistent. And so we're all human and most of the people that we build decks for are humans. Mm-hmm. I've always found the odd spider monkey here or there. Yep, but <laughs> order agency's trying to crack down on that, though.
0: But of course, everybody's had a customer that uh, seemed inhumane. There's a, f- <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. There's a few that you're not so sure. Yeah, uh, but what I mean with this is just like things can, things can slide when things are bit like this is a seasonal business for many of us, and so you go from very slow to to very hectic. And it's, it's hard, if not impossible, to schedule properly for the, like, schedule enough people. And, like, it's just when things get hairy, things are going to get hairy. You're not going to be able to keep 100% tabs on everything you're doing. Correct. Some things are going to slide. It's probably okay as long as you keep the communication, the lines of communication open with your customer. Yeah. If you said, I'm going to deliver you an estimate in four days, and the fourth day comes, and you know there's no chance of that happening, a simple phone call would be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I've gotten tied up this week. Um, do you mind if I get it to you later this week or something? And 90% of people would be like, no problem. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for letting us know. Yep. But if you don't make that phone call and they have to come chase you, then they've, they've started with frustration. So you've actually turned this from a, from a potentially positive communication to a negative relationship just by not making that phone call. Yep. And this goes with a wide variety of things, right? The day you're supposed to jo- start the job, let them know. If you get delayed because your permit gets recalled, let them know. If your materials don't show up in time, let them know. Because if you don't let them know these things, it's all your fault.
0: Yes, you were <laughs> the only one. If you're who the knew. guy,
2: right? You knew in advance, yeah. Right. So, so just keep know. the lines the lines of communication open and consistent. And um, we we get that, right? We let so- things slide sometimes. You order something for somebody, and then it doesn't come in when it was supposed to. But you were busy, you didn't notice it came in, and all of a sudden they're calling you. Like, you did, said the glass was going to come in or it last did week. Did come in or did come in? And you didn't didn't call them, right? So things happen. So um, a lot of people are just like, I'm fine that it's not there, but just let me know. Because yeah. you said you were going to be here. I came home from work thinking it was supposed to be done. It's not. Now I don't know if you've forgotten about me or if you don't care or whatever. Yeah. Simple phone call. Um, Did I write be timely with estimate on here twice. twice? Oh my goodness. It's not 30. We're going to have to think of a new one. Well, we'll come up with one. Um, number, I guess we're going to change this. Do you want to come up, come up with one right now? Nope. Can you do that?
0: Okay, what have we done so far? We've done the contract and we've...
2: 16. And we're at the contract part. They signed the contract and now we're saying, let's There's keep the keep the communication open. The communication Start moment. dates are going to change. Let them know. Let them know all this sort of stuff. Anyway, we can move on. We can add one at the end. We'll, we'll pull the audience for the 30th one off Instagram. So you guys on Instagram have a job to do now. You've got to think of another thing that's good to do that customers will appreciate that we haven't mentioned by the time we get to the end of this list. Sure. Number 17, Call in to check after the estimate has been delivered. So this is a, again, in the heat of the season, it's easy to send an estimate off and then on to the next and wait for somebody to phone you. Yeah. And then they phone you and be like, hey, I'm just, uh, and you're like, oh, right, yeah, okay, uh, let me dig that up. It'd, <laughs> it'd be good if you, within a certain amount of time, one week might be it, might be three days, might be whatever you
0: You should just add them to your CRM.
2: Right, that's where CRMs help is with, with scheduling this kind of stuff, right? So- Check in because you never know if they maybe didn't get the estimate, if they set it aside and kind of forgot about it. If they're
0: we had that at the start of the year, lots yeah. of people weren't yep. getting our estimates, right? It was, yeah, like, our oh,
2: setting was getting picked up by spam filters left, right, and center. And so, if you don't do the follow up, I
0: don't know how we ended up doing a couple follow up. Maybe people followed up with us because we just believed it was working. We were sending off estimates and nothing was coming back, and then all of a sudden, somebody emailed you or called you and was like, Hey, are you going to send me this estimate? And you're like, Uh, it's right here. It I sent it ago. out, yeah, it's gone.
2: Yep. I got nothing. So check your spam folder. There Ooh, it is. There it is. Oh so boy. the follow up call does a few things. It gives you a chance to re-engage them um, to kind of help close the job again, address any concerns they might have. They probably got some questions after you delivered the estimate, undoubtedly.
0: Yeah, your quote's higher than the other guy's quote they got back. Now you have a chance to explain why. Please tell me why you're more than this guy. Oh yeah, yeah no problem. Here we go.
2: Yeah. So it's a good idea to check in. You're going to close a lot of jobs your your closing rate will be a lot higher if you do those follow ups than if you just kind of send it off into the ether and hope that it comes back to you at some point. So,
0: here's a fun take on that. I wonder if you'd be better off to do less estimates and a better job of them, because your close yeah. rate would likely to be higher, right?
2: This is this that's entirely what's behind the idea of charging for estimates. Just do less of them. Maybe that should be number seventeen. Yeah, you want to appear more professional. And this sounds odd to say, like your your customers will appreciate or be impressed by this. If you're running a ship like that and you're charging for estimates, I like arguably that could be presented as a more impressive operation. It's like these guys are formal and they have a process and they're a real business and they're not just showing up after hours when they're, you know, all willy nilly. They've got this very formal. Mm -hmm. So let's make that number 17. We've talked about that one a lot before. We're big believers in it. And like, which is funny because we don't, <laughs> like we don't charge to do Yeah, but we charge to go out to do an estimate. S- right.
0: if, if something is out of the norm for us, if we have to like just drive out to somebody's house and measure their yard and blah, blah, blah. We charge for that.
2: Yeah. Which we rarely do, but we just tell people like, sure, we can come measure the yard. We can send somebody out, but there, there's a fee associated with that. Yeah. But if we they can bring us everything, the if, here, they,
0: if they bring us pictures and they bring us a, the dimensions of the deck, like yeah. we right. didn't have to go get that stuff. So,
2: we're gonna make that number 17, only so that I can keep my numbers in order a little bit easier mm-hmm. now. Yeah, charge for the estimate. I like I like that one quite a bit. Yep. Refund it. Give it back to them. Just don't like well, just that's Don't get abused. That's the thing. You can give this back if they decide to pull the trigger with you, rebate that hundred bucks back. Yeah. Whatever you're charging. Doesn't really matter what you're charging. The point of this is to weed out the tire kickers to give you more time to pay more attention to the customers that should have your attention. That's right. So instead of doing Twenty estimates this week, do eight.
0: Yeah, and land and close seven six of them, or yeah, six or seven of those, right? rather
2: than doing twenty of them and closing five because you didn't pay attention. One of the ones you would have got left yeah. because you were too busy doing other stuff for people that weren't going to ever hire you anyway.
0: Seven of them got dropped. Yeah. So now you have really only got thirteen.
2: Yeah. People always talk about well, what's your close rate. You should be closing around twenty percent. And if you're closing more than that, you're charging too little. And if you're less than that, you're too much. Yeah, but it depends on what your whole process is for getting yeah. these quotes anyway.
0: Yeah, you if you did it the right way, your close rate would be 90%, 80%, and you'd have the right customers knocking on your door exactly. the first time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so number 18, I guess, would have been to call and check in after the estimate yeah. and see how things go going, address any questions. And number 19, be clear on expectations. So it's good to set boundaries, I think, and that's kind of what this is referring to, is that you need, this goes both ways. What your expectations are from the homeowner and what your, what their expectations of you are, should be and what the expectations of the product should be.
0: And just and also kind of, it gives them a chance to tell you what they expected of you. Yeah. Here's what I want. I want you to show up and finish the project. Don't be here for two days and then bounce and then back and then bounce. And then yeah. What are the plans here? Yeah. You can
2: we'll lay that out. Like this, we're going to be here every day until this job is done you shouldn't be out walking around on this deck before it's complete. That's... Like yeah. Stay out of the very, work zone. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. Stay out of the work zone. Don't let your pets out here while we're working. Because I'll pet it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because kids can't come out here. I'll tickle them. We'll be...
2: Risk of kisses. <laughs> um, and then product be expectations. be teaching your kids swear words. If your kid's out here, yeah.
0: here's the thing. I'm going to teach them how to
3: swear.
2: Did so. I skip? Where did I leave that? Oh, uh, no, it's coming up. So, yeah, just lay out the, lay out the expectations. Same thing, like... If you're using a product that's going to, and they want to have miters in their deck, and you know that's going to open up, maybe address that up front. Be like, here's what to expect from your product. It will move and expand and contract. The reason the gaps are in the boards is like for this. The reason that we're, you yep. know, if that opens up, that's not that's not a callback. That's not a warranty claim. That is just a, that's the nature of the product. It's a product flaw. So expectations for yourself, for them, for the products, just be clear about everything. Because if we, as we've said before, anything that you say up front is knowledge and anything you try to say afterwards is an excuse, right? Yep. So heads up, we're going to miter these corners. They're going to look great day one, but Warm morning. when it cools off, that <laughs> miter is going to open up a little bit. That is a natural thing. That's how this product works. It expands and contracts with temperature. That's normal. But if you don't say anything, and then three weeks later, they call you and be like, your miter, it's all open. It's like, oh yeah, that's normal. <laughs> You didn't say anything about that being normal. Like, yeah. it, it just sounds like you're trying to cover your butt and not, not go do a callback. Yeah. So, number 20, keep a clean job site. So, you've made it to the job site. And at the end of the, every day, you kind of clean up and tidy things. Because people may, like I just finished saying, you should, you should, like people shouldn't be out, on the job site But your deck might be having They're going to an be An impact on this part of the yard And maybe there's a swimming pool In the back And the kids are okay To go play in it Whatever But if you've left Chunks of blocks Of wood laying everywhere And knife Both of blades Snapped off And nails over the ground And everything else It just looks crappy on you yep. And if one of the kids Or somebody happens to Trip over something Or cut themselves on something It's like It's not a good situation So yeah. just take the time To keep your job site clean Looks super professional Avoids any risk of like issues WCB claims right yeah and number 21 is to keep a clean mouth so you mentioned this earlier yeah. for two I'm like I'm not I'm You're not I'm not great neither am I for this but what I discovered the other day is that I've it's full within my capability and my ability to not swear because yes. in certain situations I know not to and I don't yep but sometimes you get going, especially when you're in a crew and you're working with the same guys for the last 14 years. And it's like, it's easy just to kinda of let your tongue bomb, listen. F yeah. F but then the customer's windows open and they got kids home and you're out there cursing like a sailor and all this stuff. Like it That's just doesn't it. look good at all to anybody. So yeah. keeping a clean mouth is good. Keeping it professional. Yeah. Like the jokes you tell, the stories you tell all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Number 22, go the extra mile during the build and have the right tools. This can mean just having the right tools. So, is that customer expecting that you're going to lay down a dead state, dead straight track and cut their boards off in a perfectly straight line? They might not be expecting that, but give that to them. Like be better than they expect. Go to the extra mile. This doesn't mean do things for free. This just means like have your quality level standards be higher than what they're expecting. Yep. And no, that no be, need to elaborate on that one. That can be part of like <laughs> clean the job site too. Going the extra mile. They already they have. They don't expect that maybe, right?
0: Yeah. Everybody already has an idea of how bad contractors are. So just clean that up. Like if your guys smoke, clean up the cigarette butts. If you're like, if you're cutting a miter and it's just not perfect, like make it perfect. Take a little bit of time.
2: They gave you $20,000. Well, pretend like that happened. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this, this, uh like this could be something simple too. Maybe you do throw in a little bit extra. Like have your margins set so that you can absorb some of this hit the odd time, but maybe like, maybe you're building a deck at a house that the deck is six inches below the door threshold and they've got an old dog with a bad leg or something. And you decide like, you know what would be cool is if we built a little ramp here for the dog. And they didn't expect that. You had some scrap lumber sitting around. And it took you 15 minutes to build it. Yep. Do you know how long that, how far that would go with somebody. I know uh, we had a decked out contracting here in Regina that did a, a um, big deck for the lawn bowling club here. Yes. And a lot of the lawn bowling members are senior citizens and they've got to carry around their bags of balls and whatever, and they, or their little carts with the wheels on it. Yep. And so the decked out guys, I don't know how this came to be, but I think they had asked for a solution to this and they built a ramp down the stairs yep. so that the the people who were at the club could, could wheel their balls down with them as they went down the stairs. So it's like, like a, a ramp just right beside, right beside the stairs. stairs are built, then yep. just a ramp. You drag the balls beside you, but you can go down the ramp. That way you do not they don't have to pick them up down the stairs. It's only okay. two
0: or three steps. Simple solution.
2: Simple little thing, and it's like, they appreciate that a lot. Yeah. So it's just like doing those little extra things, and again, probably just made out of some scraps. Yep. Right,
0: so. Yeah.
2: Uh, number 23 is to provide change orders. So things change on a job often, especially on bigger projects where the customer decides, oh, I actually don't like how that looks and feels, or you know what? I think we do want to do the lights there. I know we said no, but we want to. And so it's easy enough to just be like, yep, sounds good. On you go, continue on. Then you go to build out at the end of the job. And it's like, what's this $1,500 for? Well, that's the lights you want to add in. Well, I didn't think it was going to be $1,500. dollars you can avoid those problems by simply well two ways. You've
0: already had it on your estimate. Here's your upgrade. If it's your something upgrades. that was already there. Dun, dun, yeah, dunk. exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you just, the change order is official.
2: Yeah. It could be something as simple too though as you built the deck and they changed the location of the stairs or something after the fact and yes. the grade was longer there so it's two more additional steps. Yep. And it's like, well, I need to charge for those. It's going to yep. take my guys more time. It's going to require three more boards to do this. Your
0: railing has changed now. My two by twelves mm-hmm.
2: are too short and I got to swap those out yep. and all these things. And it's like the proper way to go about that is to do up a change order so that there's clarity around what that change is going to be. Avoid any issues at the end. Yeah. Uh, number 24, clean up after you're done. So this is especially relevant in the springtime when everything's kind of muddy. Sometimes you're working in new homes where there's no landscaping yet. Um, uh, this stuff doesn't only mean like clean up your own garbage and whatever else. It's also like clean the project off and make it look nice. You just built a new car. Like when you buy a new deck, when you go buy a new car, they clean it and have it ready for you. Yep. It's like it's, they don't you don't hop in, there's sunflower seeds in the floor and it's like all muddy because somebody took it for a test drive. Yeah, well, it rained and, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. polish it up and they give you a good experience when you get that. So yep. the first time that your customers come out onto a new deck that they just paid $30,000 for should be pleasant and it should be clean and it should be like the best it's ever going to look Yeah, right then in that moment. So take the time to clean up afterwards, spend a few extra hours yeah. there. What's a pressure washer cost? Yeah. 200 bucks. Exactly. So... Uh, some comments here. We got some fans of track saws in here. And then we've got, uh, Forceman's Finest. Widen the beaten path from driveway to deck. Trampled grass happens quickly. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I think he's just talking like where you're walking. Just
2: walk around the yard. Yeah, don't kind of march just, a, yeah. a path into one spot kind of thing. The old cattle trail. Beaten down. Path. Yeah, I was always very, um, cognizant too of l- where the lumber sat in the grass and for how long on my job sites because... You get your deliveries, or you'd stack your own lumber in the backyard, or whatever it might be. The dunnage is laying there, and you lay it there for a few days. And if it's more than like two or three days, the grass starts to die under it, and it's like nobody wants to deal with that. Yeah, you, wanna, you don't want to finish the deck, and then they've got this pristine lawn, and you've left dead grass under where their lumber is sitting. So we always had a thing. It was like if we the lumber was sitting there for more than two three days, it was like, "Okay, hey guys, we're starting the morning by moving that lumber over here now, just to give the grass because we won't be on that job say, for two three weeks. Yeah, if you leave that there, it's dead. It's over. Yeah, so." Uh, Number 25 is to leave your mark or signature. So a lot of guys now are starting to put um, emblems on the deck now. They're getting their logo done up and they're sticking that somewhere, kind of branding the deck a little bit. This doesn't necessarily need to mean that. But if you've got something that you do that nobody else does, it's kind of like unique to you. You can leave your signature on the deck. This is what I'm talking about. So it may just be that you do your railing installs a little bit differently. Like a while back, I know that... um, Infinite decks was doing their own custom corner rail posts, kind of yes. making them out of Versatex or AVEC PVC. Yep. It's like it was unique. Mm-hmm. You only got that from Infinite decks, So that was their signature that they left behind. Some guys are just putting an emblem on it, and it's kind of like, that's my mark of quality. Yes. Like, I'm proud to put my name on this project. Another thing I really like, and this is in the concrete world, but we've got a local concrete contractor that does driveways and sidewalks and whatnot, and he always presses leaves. Into the concrete yes. When it's still fresh Yeah us it dry And then peels the leaves out With tweezers And leaves little leaf patterns In the concrete That's kind of like his stamp His yeah. signature on it Yeah Things like that Yeah Really cool To kind of add your own touch to it Awesome Uh, New England Deck Pros says I use my cordless blower To fluff the path each day now That's that, pretty good now That's going right? the extra mile Well it doesn't grass.
0: take any time Stand the grass all back up
2: Yeah No it's It takes next to no time Why, Why not What a great idea Number 26, provide a warranty and care package. So I think this is something we could do better too. I like the idea that all these products carry a big warranty. We all like to talk about them when we're selling the product. The yeah. customer likes to ask about it or know what the warranties are. Yeah. But then at the end of the job, nobody talks about the warranties anymore. It's just kind of job's done, you walk away. But it's like, well, what if something is to happen? What's the steps? What's the oh, process? What's Who do the, I call? Yeah. They ask these questions like, oh, your Trex deck has a 25-year warranty. Sure, they learned that when they were Shopping for the deck But in three years Time from now They're not going to Remember what the Warranty was on the deck But if you've given Them a little care Package that says Like here's what to do Pressure wash your deck With this type of Nozzle from this Distance away for General kind of Maintenance for Cleaning Mm -hmm. If you get a grease Stain on your Barbecue Use Dawn dish soap Stiff bristle brush Wash it off If you get sap From a tree Use WD-40 Then Dawn dish soap Wash it off Like just little Care tips About your project Yeah your Trex deck has a 25-year warranty. I'm a Trex pro. You've got a five-year labor warranty for me or two-year, four-year, whatever, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, your railing has a 20-year structural warranty and a five-year finish warranty. I've included a paint pen if you have any nicks or like, just like how to keep this thing. If good. you have
0: to make a claim with Trex, don't call me. to yeah, Call this like, number. This is how, process. this is the
2: process. Sure. Right? I mean, because you do often have a variety of products in the deck that have different warranties and different processes and everywhere
0: else. You're so. mark these things for wintertime packages. Like.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Like you could build that thing all winter, and yep. then in the summer you just have whatever twenty of them printed off, and yeah, you go.
2: You bought a Trex deck. Here's the Trex package. Yep, and the Regal Rail, or whatever combination you have. Right. Yeah. Number twenty-seven. Provide a thank you gift, so they didn't have to give you their business any money. None. They could have chose somebody else. Um. Oh, we're losing it, and we're gonna uh, Instagram hit our hour time limit again. I hate that thing. Anyway, what I'm referring <laughs> what I'm referring to here is kind of at the end of the job just a small thank you gift with a little gift set of some sort. It could just be as simple as a card. But it could be a card with a gift card out for dinner, dinner because you don't want it from Arby's, but like gift card out for yeah, dinner. Not supper. Could be a barbecue utensil kit. So
0: I was like, yeah, what if it was a gift card to some company that you'd partnered with, right? So you partner with a long Stop getting
2: ahead of yourself. Oh, I didn't
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we think the same. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but just a thank you gift to say it could even be just some of your own your own garb. Could be a hoodie of yours, sure. like not a, your your personal one. Then be yeah. weird. peel that like off the your back dirty one. Like, Here, you like, can have this one. Yeah, this is the shirt I was wearing when we started this build, and that's yours now. <laughs> well, I'm planning on a deep hibernation this year, anyway, so <laughs> I don't think that this is going to fit me come January. Anyway, <laughs> you might as well have it. You're fairly slim still, so just yeah, just a just a an an act of Kindness, and act of thank you, and act of gratitude. Yep. It doesn't matter what exactly it looks like. It's just an appreciation for the customer at the end to say, like, thanks for hiring us and putting your trust in us. We appreciate it. So yep. on and so forth. Now, number 28 plays in a little bit, when you were going there already, is to partner with like businesses for cross promotions. So what I think is a cool idea is you've gone out and built their deck, but... So you're done with them, but they may not be done investing in their home.
0: They're not done. They've only just... It's a canvas now. Here it is. You've laid the groundwork.
2: Right. So maybe they need to get some landscaping done, or maybe they need to put a fire pit in their deck now, or a barbecue.
0: For sure furniture.
2: For sure furniture. So you could maybe partner with some companies, that, and they'd be probably willing to do it, because there's something in it for them, too. You're sending them a lead. But you could say, here's a little package. It could be part of your thank you gift. And it's like, here's 10% off your you know, landscaping materials or something from so-and-so. Here's a barbecue thing. If you buy the barbecue from these guys, you get a whatever, free something or other thrown in with it. Here's a smoker thing. You get free biscuits. if you like. Yeah. This could be little things like little perks that you provide them afterwards for working with you. Looks great on you. Shows you that you're partnered up in the community. You've got relationships in the yeah. community. So you're, yeah. you look more professional. So I like that one. Um, number 29, have a formal process for asking for reviews. And so I think that this is... Um, like some people might ask, how is that impressing your customer? And I think it's just the formality of it and the fact that you care about your business enough to ask people for a review and be like, I'm going to be around for a while. This helps me rather it's, than just kind of like on to the next. Till the yeah, next it's important to me to have right. a good review, right? Yeah. It's important to me to, for At my go. review. Yeah.
0: They don't all have to be good, but it's got, it's important to have the review.
2: Yeah. And this is big for you too, right? To, to be able to formally go back afterwards and make sure that everything went okay. And then ask for that review.
0: Cause then you can take
2: that and put it into your portfolio on to the next. And number 30 is check-in after a month. Do another check-in. This in. one's huge. We so don't do this. We don't. And we should. But you do the project. Often people are very happy. And then you're like, sounds good. Thanks so much. Here's your final bill. They pay it. And then poof, gone. You run into him at the grocery store. Yeah, then you see him. Yeah, then you see him later and it's like, Well,
0: yeah, I, I think I did your deck.
2: Did well, I build your deck? What would probably go a long way is for you to follow up in a month and be like, How's everything working out? Yeah. Is, there anything, is anything there anything you want me to come take a look at? Yeah. Is, are the stairs the way you thought they were going to Are you be? guys enjoying it? Like, send me some pictures. Are you guys enjoying your backyard now? I'd love to use that in my whatever. Just check in and make sure. And I think the fear for some people is like, I don't want to ask for I don't want to give them the opportunity to give me problems I have to deal with, right? Some people, some people might be like, they're probably fine with that miter being open, but if I phone them and give them opportunity to bring it up, they're going to, and then I'm going to have to go check. Yeah, yeah go fix
0: it. And it's like, yeah. But again, you
2: could have cleared that up earlier with laying out the expectations. So Almost, this is just a good care check-in.
0: Yeah. Almost for sure you're going to end up with a little bit more work out of that. Not, it's not like for sure. Sh- it's not for certain, but I would say that at least 50% of the time, there will be something that you need to go for, right? You might. Yeah, you might, have
2: to, you might have to do something. And you
0: think of that as a negative experience, but imagine it from the customer side. Right. That's the most positive experience. It's like, oh, this guy followed up with me and it was like- If you didn't get
2: the review before- You got it there. You'll get it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, you know what, it's just like the one board, you put that spine board in and I don't know. Like I can kind of see the framing below there, and I thought I was gonna, I thought that was gonna be blacker or something, and I didn't think I'd see. It. Oh, you know what? That's a quick trip for my guys. We'll come out. We'll just pop that board out, throw a little G tape down on that spine board, and throw it back in. I didn't know that that would bother you. My bad. Yep. Because that certainly costs you time. It costs you a little bit of money, but it's like. But it's another worth way to look it at, at though
2: is that you're asking them how their deck experience was, and they're telling you. Yeah. Because if they got something to say, they're going to tell that same thing to anybody who asks how their deck build went. Right. So maybe they've got a neighbor or a friend or a parent that also needs a deck and be like, you did a deck with so-and-so. How was it? Uh, it was okay. But the way they did the seam board thing was like, I don't, it was not really good. So come, I, here. come here and look at it. You can see I'd rather this, hear right? that once and have a chance to fix it. And then their review be like, they were great. Like there was like a minor thing that they came back and fixed. Like they phoned me and I came out and fixed it. It was amazing. And it looks way better now. Like yep. solid. And, rather than them telling the bad part 25 times other people.
0: And it's not bad enough that they should be telling people because you'd fix it in a heartbeat if you had a crack at it. Yeah. So get the crack at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's, now, did any, as we, you were working ahead sometimes and kind of guessing where I was going in some of these. Is there any that you think I missed? I didn't ask for your input on these today. I just kind of ran with it, but we're at 30. Do you have a 31? Um, and for the Instagram people that are watching too, if they have anything to add to this list, it can be a thirty-two list.
0: No, I think that that was, uh,
2: yeah, it was a pretty good list.
0: Like, there's nothing that comes to mind right away.
2: Now the now the key is to execute on it. Right? It's easy to come up with the ideas. The ideas took five minutes. The execution on this, it's a much, lifetime, much bigger, it's <laughs> it's a lifetime of a trying to a fix change out. for sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's a good list, I think. Should we go through real quick? One through thirties for people who might be looking yeah, to implement this stuff. Number recap. one, have a good website, a social presence. Number two, be on time when you're going to do an on-site visit. Number three, take your shoes off when you get to the door. Number four, pet the dog. Five, engage with the kids. Number six, dress to impress not to build the deck. Number seven, wrap your truck or your vehicles, look professional. Number eight, keep your truck clean. Number nine, carry a portfolio with you, whether that's on an iPad or a Actual physical portfolio. Mm-hmm. Just some visual reference uh, tools. Number 10, leave an info sheet on your business. Just a little bit of a wrap sheet on who you are, what you do, what sets you apart. Yeah. Number 11, carry your proof of insurance and your WCB or whatever you call it, your work is compensation. Yeah. I like the so idea of putting that, that on stuff. that wrap sheet. Yeah. And then number 12, be timely with your estimates. Deliver it when you say you're going to deliver it or sooner. Number 13, provide a clear and concise estimate, the possibly line item, but at least have some detail around it, not just a big number at the bottom. Yep. Number 14, have some line items that include some optional upgrades that people may consider and the cost associated with that. Number 15, have a contract when it's time to sign in the dotted line. Make sure that there's a clear contract that kind of covers everybody's butts. Number 16, keep the communication open and consistent during the process from start to finish Uh, number, no, that's where we fell off. Number 17, we decided was going to be charged for your estimates. Number 18, call to check in after the estimate has been delivered. So at some arbitrary date afterwards, four days, one week, two weeks, whatever it might be. I think a week is probably a good time, right? Week seems good. Yep. Gives people a chance to digest a little bit. Almost
0: for sure. They didn't think it was going to be as much as you sent that, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's rare that people are like, that's not
2: bad. That's rare.
0: Yeah. I did it today. The customers on the floor, there asked a question and I was like, I think you'll be about this much. And they are like, oh,
2: okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of what we thought. Yeah. So good. Um, Number 19, be clear on the expectations of yourself, of the customer, of the products. Just make sure it's all laid out. Number 20, keep your job site clean. Number 21, keep your mouth clean. Number 22. (laughs) And then we get a comment in there that's. (laughs) Yeah, this guy rolls in and just (laughs) F-bombs right in the. I don't know what that was about. That's pretty funny. Number 22 go the extra mile during the build and have the right tools to do so to give people a more a better quality than they expect. Number 23 provide change orders for any changes along the way. Number 24 clean up your job site after you're done, clean up your project after you're done. Number 25 leave some sort of mark or signature that you've been there, whether it's your branding or, mine or special mine was always DNA,
0: I usually bled all over the site <laughs> yeah, somehow. That too.
2: Number 26, provide a warranty and care package on how people can care for their project afterwards and if they have an issue, what the process is for that. So number 27, provide a thank you gift, just a little act of gratitude back towards the customer at the end for choosing you and working with you. Yeah, and so
0: that, I think, would be a gift card forward to somewhere else because that gives them a ton of value.
2: It's like, here, 5% off of furniture from this place. Yeah, well, that's the next one. Partner with a business for, with with like businesses for cross promotion. So that kind of thing. You you finish it. It's, home builders do this flawlessly. Home builders do this all the time. They give you a whole portfolio full of perks and knickknacks after the fact. like, you bought your home through us, great. Here's a $100 gift card to Tim Hortons and here's like 15% off carpet cleaning services and here's like 20% off your landscaping services and whatever, right? Like they've got that nailed down. Uh, number 29, have a formal process for asking for reviews and number 30, check in after a month just to see how things are going. See if you, if there's just anything else you can do to impress them.
0: Yep. So, so you get through that whole thing. Do you have any like five, five of the biggest, like which ones do you
2: think are the most important and through oh, the whole boy, I don't know that I can pick five that are the most important. I think, I think the stuff that people miss the most is the stuff at the end of the list. The after the after sales, right like after it's all said and done. I think that stuff's, that stuff gives you the best chance at leaving a lasting impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's going to put you over top. If they, if somebody, if you did your deck for somebody and they would, they would give you like an eight out of 10, they're like, they were, they were really good. Yeah. Not perfect, but really good. Yeah. If you follow up and you nail them with like a thank you gift and then you check in after months and be like, anything I can do to make that better. You can turn that eight to a 10 just by doing those two things. Yeah. So I think those things are really important. I do think upfront, the upfront stuff is very important as well. So I, so. I
0: have a couple upfront that I think are important. I believe that um, the irony on this is not lost. I believe that being on time is really important. Yeah, I'm arguably the worst person on earth for being on time. I'm late for everything. Yeah, But I think it's important. Me too. Um, I think the providing the insurance and in WCB is really, really important. I think that's a lot of, th- I think that's a step that not everybody is doing. Providing the scope of work, I think is super important. Yep. Cleaning up the job site at the end is finished, like actually polish it up and then follow up one month after. Yep. If I could pick five out of there, I'd be like, be on time, uh, show them that you're a super professional, be very clear about what's going to happen in the job, whether that's a contract or whatever, and then yep.
2: clean up after yourself and follow
0: up. Yeah, that, that's it.
2: That that might be one of the big maybe not for the customer's sake, but for your sake, the whole being clear with what you're doing on that job. Yeah. Like your your scope of work is probably one of the most neglected things, except with businesses that really have their shit together. Yeah. But yet one of the one of the most important things because you see this day in and day out. I've got three quotes. One's $7,000, one's $12,000, and one's $15,000. How is this so different? Yeah. How is one guy seven, one guy, how? Yeah. And nobody provides a thorough enough scope of work that you can even answer that question. You can't even, like, nobody can help them to say, like, well, the first guy actually didn't even include railing. (laughs) Like, yeah. The second guy seems like a reasonable estimate. And the third guy, well, he's G-taping all the joists. Yep. so that's an extra cost. He's actually using a better railing than what the first guy was going to use, or so no, first, yeah. first guy wasn't using. First guy railing. wasn't using <laughs> railing, and this guy's skirting in the whole deck. Yeah, nobody else was skirting it. So, like, that's super important details, especially if you're the high guy. You need to explain why you're the high guy. You know, you know why you're the high guy. Yep. But you need to be able to give that to the customer in layman's terms. Say like, here's why we're more. Yeah. And don't be afraid to even say that up front be like, listen, my estimate's going to be higher than if you're getting other estimates. Good chance I'm higher. Here's why. Yep. And if that's part of your little info package.
0: Provide like, them the knowledge, not the excuse.
2: Yeah. Because like some guys are like, I don't use two by eight. I'm using two by 10. The deck's six feet out. Don't care. You're using two by 10. That's fine. Yep. As long as you let your customers know that that's why you're a little bit more is because you're using, you're building the deck stronger. Yep. So that's a, that's a pretty big one too here. We got some comments through Instagram here that we better check in on before we yeah. uh, turn this off for today. So forestman's First says, the first time he's watched the live podcast. Right on. That's Thanks for good. joining. Yep. Mitcon Dex, keep the crew on the job until finished. Don't jump back and forth from one job to another. That yep. one's really important it's too. It's good. Yeah.
0: There, obviously you have... An opportunity, like, not an opportunity. Sometimes you have, like, back orders and the railing post didn't come for the stairs and you have to come back and clean that up on the end. But yeah. um, but that's the like, communication
2: like, thing, right? Yeah, man. Get that. people know.
0: Get it to 98% before you leave.
2: Yeah. Because so. what people don't like is, like, yeah, you're going to take on, especially on the decks are one thing, but, like, if somebody's doing a kitchen or something and it's, like, you keep coming and going. It's like, you No good. You're in their life and this is an eight-day job, but it takes 30 because you showed up one day and you kind of picked away at something and then yep. you went somewhere else and then you kind of came back. Anyway, that drives people nuts. And some people will ask for that up front, right? They'll be like, I don't want coming and going. I want to know that you yep. guys are going to be there till it's done. Yep. I
0: hated packing I tools up so much that I just, yeah. that's how I did it because yeah. I didn't like leaving.
2: Yeah, no, I'm going to bring my sleeping bag actually and I'll <laughs> be here for four days. <laughs> I don't, I uh, work till 10 p.m. So that's just how it is. Yep. Uh, New England, whoopsie, I'm messing that up pretty hardcore. New England Deck Pros says, just started specializing in decks this year. You guys have provided a great amount of info that has really helped hit the ground running. Good. That's, that's good. awesome.
0: That's all we want, right? That's the goal. It's
2: like, so I think episodes like this are perfect for him. He chose a good one to sign into.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, all we were trying to do is just make it more information for people, right? It's like everybody does this, just share the knowledge. Yeah. So
2: uh Forsman's Finest again says sell a maintenance plan. So there's that certainly that option too. Absolutely. Especially if it's a job that requires maintenance like a cedar deck or whatever have you, a hardwood, hardwood deck. Yeah. It's like you you can set yourself, the customer will appreciate this, knowing the upfront cost of maintaining it going forward. And you've given them a plan. Yep. It's like when you're ready, phone this number. It's going to cost this much to do. And then the, instead of them coming two years down the road, be like, who do I call to get this done now? And they're calling around, they're like, do you do these? Dec- dec- uh, sorry, we don't. Yeah. yeah. Do you do this? How much is it going to be? Oh, it depends on what. It, I mean, yeah. Nobody knows the project better than you. And so if you're willing to do that service, absolutely do that. Or, Partnering with the business for cross promotion. Yep. That'll do that in the future. It's like, you got, you got a guy you can feed leads to. And he's like, absolutely. I'll do a 10% discount if I know you're going to just feed jobs from me and I don't have to go yeah. find them.
0: I'm the guy that oils decks and fences. And every time that happens, it's like you build one and then you're just like, here, call this guy. He yeah. gives you an immediate 10% off labor. If it comes to me, it's like that and guy's we've, we've fed we've talked fed about
2: labor. doing that for our guys that do a lot of fences. we talked about I that. I love it. We talked about like, hey maybe you give the, your contractors an offer they can pass along to their customer that then comes back to you. Yeah. Discount for like, product. that's how we Loyal. kind of view our relationships with our contractors is more partners like than customer and dealer per yep. se. It's like, we want them to succeed and we all want the customer to be happy. And I care about your customer, even though I'm never going to meet them. Correct. Like let's, let's win this together. I want you to be successful too. Yep. Um, and finally, force and finest again, communication, respect and follow through. Pretty big pillars right there. Have respect for your customer. Have empathy for your customer. Understand their situation during this as well. Communication is gigantic, like we said. And following through on what you say you're going to do. Yep. Seems easy. Can be tough at times, but very important to do. Yep. That is all for this week, folks. If you have any topic ideas, we tried to get Jason Varney on today. I sent, uh, we talked to him last week shortly in the podcast and said, let's do the podcast next week. And he was game today. However, he was out on the lake boating. He sent me a picture. He's like, yeah, we can do the podcast anytime. Bloop. Son's like surfing behind the boat. And his other son's back then. I was like, dude, we can do this another day. I don't, I don't expect you to be calling in from the lake. Go enjoy your day. So we'll try to get him on, uh. Uh, next one and new new england deck pros now says next episode should be on how to find pressure treated lumber dude if we had an answer to that i would let you know i feel like we're not in the worst situation we're pretty uh, close we're it's not good yeah we're we are we're running on like very little inventory right now of lumber the, and the stuff the, coming in is not coming in fast enough
0: the low fuel light is on right
2: now absolutely <laughs> it is and uh we're trying to make it to the next stop but um I saw some pictures in some of these Facebook groups of guys like somebody I can't remember who it was took a picture of Lowe's down the state somewhere and it was like the lumber aisle empty ghost town not a single stick even the crooked ones were gone the crooked ones were gone There like, wasn't a single stick on the shelf it was just the whole aisle was empty That'd be scary Holy like man a, there the was apocalypse. another guy another guy who posted a picture he had a a jaw lot of lumber like Yeah whatever 80 boards bundled together in his garage. He's like, I spent, whatever he said, two weeks and eight stops over and over again to put together this package for my own house because I wanted to build my deck. He was going to, <laughs> from Lowe's to Home Depot to local lumberyard to Lowe's to Home Depot to local lumberyard every few days, checking, grabbing, uh-oh, we don't want that, grabbing the, um, whatever sticks that he could find. Go back to Home Depot, there's three sticks, he'd buy them, put it in his package. Wow. Go to Lowe's, buy them. Go back to Home people later to see if they got anything in. Grab the few more sticks off the thing. And he had this bundle. It was like all different brands of lumber. Oh, and man, lumber. that'd be so frustrating. Uh, not fun. But that's what it's come to in this crazy world. Concrete, too. Somebody posted a picture of the concrete aisle at Lowe's or something. And it was just like yeah, man, p- empty pallets and like a broken bag in Because everybody's and that's doing it.
0: fences, right?
2: It's wild. It so is just wild. We're in, a, we're in a unique situation. I don't know how to find pressure tree and lumber. But I'll let you know if or we are find that out. Yeah. So Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been another great episode of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. We will see you next week.
1: You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.